0: Purdue's former Ag Dean continuing to advocate for the University's College of Ag and celebrating National FFA Week through service. I'm CJ Miller with your Tuesday, Who's Your Ag Today podcast for February 21st, 2023. It's brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families and agribusiness for over 135 years. Visit them online at ffbt.com to find out more. Well, even though Purdue's former Ag Dean, Karen Plout, has now taken on a new role as Executive Vice President for Research at the University, that new role is still connected to her old role. Eric Pfeiffer caught up with Dr. Plout recently as she reflects on her time as Purdue Agriculture Dean. Well, it's National FFA Week, which means celebrating the thousands of members here across Indiana and across the U.S., It also means recognizing the service that FFA gives back to the community. You'll hear from one FFA member from Tri-Junior Senior High School in Henry County as he talks about how much he enjoys serving in FFA. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin has a look at your Indiana Farm Forecast. And the ag markets were closed Monday for President's Day. But John Zanker with Risk Management Commodities shares with us the factors that could impact the grain markets over the course of this next week. That's all coming your way next on your Tuesday, Who's Your Ag Today podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking.
1: What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank & Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, But until the job is done, with over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit FFBT.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust,
0: member FDIC. Catching up with one of Purdue's former College of Ag deans and celebrating National FFA Week. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today, brought to you by McDonald's of Greater Indiana. This National FFA Week, McDonald's of Indiana is proud to salute the next generation of farmers from the Hoosier State. Well, Dr. Karen Plout, the former Glenn W. Sample Dean of the Purdue College of Agriculture, was promoted last month by new Purdue President Meng Chang to be the university's new Executive Vice President for Research. She reflects on her time as the Purdue Ag Dean with our Eric Pfeiffer. I caught up with Plout recently at the Purdue Ag Alumni Fish Fry, where she got to catch up with about 1,100 of her closest Ag friends.
2: They will continue to be my friends. I love the College of Agriculture, even though I'm going on to another job. This is still really an important part of who I am and who we are and what we can do for Purdue University.
0: Plout says she's not done with the College of Agriculture. It will be an integral part of her new role in research.
2: The College of Agriculture is one of the shining stars in research, for sure, when I look across the whole campus. We've got a strong relationship with engineering, which is another shining star. And in this new role, I believe I can help build bigger teams and continue the legacy of Purdue in all these fields that are so important.
0: Under Plout's leadership, the Purdue College of Agriculture climbed the QS World Rankings for Agriculture and Forestry, reaching number four in the U.S. and number eight globally. Plout reflects on her time as Ag Dean.
2: Clearly, I'm really proud of our rankings, but I'm also proud of our students. Our students are in leadership roles, in industry, in academia, in the government, many of ours go into policy and things like that, and to see the accomplishments of our students and our students leading the way is something as a College of Agriculture Dean that I feel really, really proud of. I have to add to that what we do in communities, how we make a difference in communities. Really, really important to that legacy. You don't get to be number four in the U.S. and number eight in the world without making a difference on so many levels.
0: Dr. Ken Foster is currently serving as interim dean of the college while a national search for a permanent dean is conducted. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. Well, this week is National FFA Week. And as part of the celebration, the week is also about recognizing the service that FFA provides to the community. It's a
3: great opportunity that you can not only use to grow yourself, but help others.
0: And that's Braden Reamer, an FFA member and senior at Tri-Junior Senior High School south of Newcastle. Braden was one of several FFA members from Tri-High who were on hand Monday as the National FFA organization donated 1,100 travel book pillows that were made during the National FFA convention last November to the Ronald McDonald House Charities of Central Indiana.
2: We have over 50 families staying with us right now and, and these book pillows of hope always just really bring a smile to the family's faces when they come in.
0: That's Karen Doe, Director of Operations for the Ronald McDonald House in Indianapolis which helps support the families of kids who are being treated at the Riley Hospital for Children.
2: They're going through a really difficult times so if this is something they can grab and and gives them some comfort um, it really helps us out. And
0: those 1100 travel book pillows were made with the help of a nonprofit organization based in Central Indiana called Book Pillows of Hope which was started by Kathy Buck.
3: It was incredible these kids had not even sewn before yet they came in with a smile they were ready to take part they were ready to learn and listen and like I said they created 1100 that they were able to donate to us that now we can put out into the community.
0: FFA member Braden Reamer adds that Tri-High FFA is heavily involved with the community in Henry County.
3: One of the biggest things we do is we set up a festival for a lot of our local kids because our community is so rural and spread out that There's not a lot of opportunities for kids to just go out and walk around and like trick-or-treat, so we set that up. Brayden says he's grateful
0: for his service in FFA.
3: It's helped me grow as a person, really, because before I didn't have too many opportunities to go out and just give back to the community. But through FFA, I've had a lot, a ton of opportunities just go out and help people and, you know, help foster growth and
0: help people in need. Read more about National FFA Week and the organization's service to the community at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm C.J. Miller, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's most listened to farm radio network.
3: I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag today's Indiana Farm forecast. A few more clouds around for your Tuesday. Slightly cooler air, but we're gearing up for a warm frontal passage that's going to be taking control tomorrow. That warm front starts in a southern Indiana shortly before sunrise. And it has some scattered showers, thunderstorms with it. It lifts northward for the balance of your Wednesday. Overnight tomorrow night into Thursday, we have rain and thunderstorms as a cool front comes through. We don't see temperatures drop immediately behind, but we're looking at rain out of this system for Wednesday through the first part of Thursday. At a quarter to one and a half inches, coverage will be 100%. The colder air comes in for Thursday night, and then we are chilly with Canadian high pressure in control Friday, Saturday, and a large part of Sunday. We see temperatures trying to moderate as we move into Monday of next week. But that temperature moderation comes with another round of moisture. Rain showers are coming back overnight Monday night through Tuesday. Rain totals anywhere from a quarter to one inch. Coverage at 100% of the Hoosier State again. We turn colder behind that for Tuesday afternoon, and we are dry but chilly for Wednesday Thursday and Friday, seeing some temperature moderation in the plains for mid to late week next week. So I'm thinking temperatures may start to be not as cold as we start the month of March, but we're also going to be looking at a significant storm complex trying to come together in the four corners region around the first into the second that could affect us as we go into the first full weekend of March. That's the way your forecast is coming together have a great rest of your day i'm meteorologist ryan martin
0: your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be that's why farm credit mid-america offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead To find an operating loan that works for you, visit
3: e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender.
1: This is Who's Your Ag? Today's Monday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. No markets to review. They were closed on Monday for the President's Day holiday. Some analysis, though, straight ahead with John Zanker. This update brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct. Big enough to get the top corn and soybean genetics you want and small enough to care about you. More at SeedGeneticsDirect.com. I did chat with John Zanker on Monday, even with the markets closed. John, markets closed on President's Day, so a bit of a breather and then... We start to really pay attention to the Argentina weather forecast, what's happening in South America. Also, a big Ag Outlook Forum. The annual event in Washington, D.C. is later in the week. First, what's the update on Argentine weather and how it might impact markets when they open up on Monday night?
4: Well, there was a little chatter over the weekend that uh, Argentina had some frost in one of their growing regions, not a huge uh, issue, but, uh, you know, maybe 500,000 tons, uh, and that's coming off a crop that is going to be very poor, and uh, yeah, just just one other thing here uh, to add to the problems that uh, those farmers are seeing, and um, weather-wise here in the coming seven days, looks like some rain in the forecast, but not impressive, and certainly no drought breaker um some relief from the hot temperatures um, i'm not seeing any 100 degree temperatures on the map this morning so you know um not quite enough to get the bulls excited uh, but not not enough either to let the bears take charge in here indian um so it'll I'm, I'm not exactly sure how we're going to open tonight it, it can certainly go either way and uh but you know, my, my view there for old crop remains um, selling beans with the 15 uh, in front of them. That's pretty good business and uh, historically a good price. And new crop beans, this is the second best uh, price for November futures at this stage of the game. Um since last year <laughs> so last year this year the two best ever and uh you know so forward pricing some beans yeah it looks like pretty good pretty good plan in here and the brazilian farmer has uh, gotten bullish here over the last two years and uh he's setting on the most uh, unsold beans that he's had at least in the past six years so there's a lot of beans uh, that could hit this market still and so uh, a heavy, sharp sell-off is still a possibility.
1: Good outline of your thoughts currently with soybeans and prices there. What about corn?
4: Well, I remain nervous on corn. Uh, we, we just, we have an awful, awful uh, export program this year. There's just no really, <laughs> I can think of other words that uh, are, are not very uh, attractive for corn exports right now, but they're bad, uh, they're terrible. And that's a big anchor. If they were just 10% higher, um, even similar to last year, we'd have March futures currently over $7. But they're not. They're terrible. Uh, they will get better. Um, seasonally, they have to. Brazilian supplies are starting to run short. But Brazil's been um, just really beating us up price-wise here for the last several months. And now there's talk that uh, Brazil's not too far from being the world's biggest exporter of corn. Um which saddens me, you know, that's a title we've had forever. So uh, we lost the bean one, and now it looks like we're going to be uh, losing the corn one too. Uh, China is uh, now buying beans from Brazil for the first time, and they've bought a a lot of beans from Brazil. So uh, that's going to be an anchor on corn futures moving forward. So we need to be really careful here, especially with inverted markets. Um, That inversion is starting to slide away a little bit. But uh, carrying corn into the summer – um, is a is a, is a pretty big risk when you factor in increased carrying costs, carrying costs that we haven't seen really in the past 14 years. So not confidently bullish corn at this point.
1: Ag Outlook Forum in Washington, D.C., what might be the key takeaways when that's all said and done?
4: Well, we don't usually put a lot of stock in that uh, except for the acreage projection and uh you know they've they've been on it about as much as they miss it so uh which is pretty typical in our business as far as being analysts and such but i look for that corn acreage number to come in maybe 92 92 and a half i think uh, anything over that will certainly be bearish Uh, if it uh, comes in closer to 90 million i think that'll be supportive but with fertilizer costs coming down you know, versus the scenario we were seeing at this time a year ago. We were highly confident a year ago that uh final acreage would be under ninety million. We're not confident of that at all this year. I i think the estimates in the ninety two area are pretty pretty solid right now, Andy. And I'll be a little surprised if the yeah. uh, Egg form doesn't come up with something close to that.
1: John Zanker there, analyst and broker with Risk Management Commodities. The number 866-837-9027.
3: At an Indiana dairy farm, long work days stretch into more labor after sunset. A newborn calf needs watching, barn needs cleaning, tractor needs some handiwork for tomorrow's tasks. Just like in your own home, the day's chores are never done until the family beds down for the night. Dairy farmers and their families share the same dream with all of us, that what we all do is worthwhile. Bringing to market pure, safe, and healthy dairy foods is what they do, from Indiana's dairy families to ours every single day. Learn more at winnersdrinkmilk.com.
1: On hat, once again, no markets on Monday for President's Day. The markets do have a full trading session on Tuesday. You can follow along at whosyouragtoday.com. I'm Andy Eubank. Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's leading farm radio network.